Welcome back to That's Orgasmic. You are joined by your host, sexologist Emily Duncan, and today's episode is all about sex clubs. I'm joined by Jess and Lawrence, who are the founders of Our Secret Spot, and we talk about swinging, their experiences swinging. We talk about sex clubs, what you can expect when you attend a sex club. We also talk about practicing consent within these spaces, their favorite experiences in sex clubs and parties, and also advice for single males who might want to attend a sex club. So if this is something that interests you, please keep listening. So today I am joined with Jess and Lawrence, who own the club Our Secret Spot. They're two lifestyle advocates wanting to spread the good word on swinging by offering a safe, sexy, and consensual club. So welcome to That's Orgasmic. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> you always have such a deeper voice than me. Mine's like high-pitched. It's like, hi. <laughs> Thank you for having us on. No worries. I just want to like jump straight into it. So obviously we're here yeah. to like talk about like swinging, sex clubs, parties, all of that good stuff. Are you able to tell like the shaggers a bit about like your experience with this lifestyle and how you've gotten into it? <laughs> well, you caught Lawrence's attention with the shaggers. <laughs> your listeners are called the shaggers. But yeah, we should yeah. name, name our listeners. Are we? Okay, yeah. how about Lawrence takes this one then? Because he's very good at explaining the swinging 101. The swinging 101. <laughs> are you going to try and think of a name at the same time? No. Uh, yeah, I should, probably, I should. No, I should. Yeah, no, I should. Clubbers. <laughs> Clubbers. <laughs> oh, hang on. So now I'm now I'm like distracted myself. Sorry, what was the question again? Now I'm like uh, my brain was going so to like, Yeah, what is like your experience, I guess, being with like this like lifestyle and like how you've gotten into it? Mm. So I got into the lifestyle. I really should know the answer to this because I answered a lot about like, how how long ago I got into this lifestyle. I'm gonna say it's about 10, 10 or 11 years, roughly, uh, got into this lifestyle with uh, a former partner. And it was a, a, a conversation that we had over many years as in a relationship. We were obviously quite young when we got together. I shouldn't say obviously, people might not be able to see me, how, how old I am. <laughs> I'm 36 right now. <clears throat> and I met her when I was 16, 17. And we were together for about 10 years. So the conversation about being non-monogamous or having other people join us in the bedroom was always kind of there when she realized that I didn't get jealous about the thought of her being or talking to other people, other, other men in particular. And then one day it just kind of, it just actually happened where she, uh, we said, let's go to a, an erotic massage, uh, together. And then we did that. And then after that, it was, a a very quick transition to let's try out a swingers club. She was really excited by the idea. Uh, she uh, And then finding places to go in Sydney where we were based. And one night we just said, right, we found a newbie night on this particular, at, uh, it's at this particular club. And then went there, said it had all our ground rules. We were going to be a soft swap couple only. Um, and, and I think the limit was kind of uh, oral sex. That went all out the window straight away and it was like full swap, full sex, everything happened. I was just sort of like, I was just following wait, wait, along. But who who decided to go out the window first? Was it you or was it her? She did. Ooh, good girl. Yeah. <laughs> and 
yeah, that's that was the the intro. That was the start of the lifestyle. So it was kind of you know with a sex worker initially, and then I suppose a more like actual swinging experience at a club uh, for the second time. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> and what about you, Jess? What's your experience? Um, mine's not as um creative I don't know mine's not as um explorative um Lawrence was actually the one that got me into the lifestyle so um on our first date he actually explained what swinging was and what lifestyle that he was into um and being quite young I didn't really understand what it was but I was really willing to give it a go because it was something new and something fun to explore um especially being in my early 20s you know everyone wants to do something fun in their early Mm. 20s so that kind of got me into it and then about nine months nine months you reckon after us dating we opened the club around six to nine months like we started Lawrence had the idea to open um a swingers club um so this is kind of 11 months 11 months yeah exactly we started started in April and we opened the club in March the following year Good, good work. I forgot that. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so basically we'd done all, like Lawrence had already had the forethought of doing the club um, mm-hmm. and then explained that in a few of our dates. And then we sort of progressed together and opened up the club together. And then most of my lifestyle experience or even swinging um, enjoyments have been through either the club or things that I've kind of witnessed or experienced at the club. Mm. Cause it, like I'm, we're here quite a lot. Um, now more out of choice rather than have to be here, which is even better to mm-hmm. come to your work because you want to come to your work. Um, so that's handy. Um, but yeah, like swinging is still definitely a part of both of our lives, which is good. Yeah. We're, we're separate partners now. <laughs> yeah, cool. So with like the swinging where you're doing it like like only in like the club setting or like going outside of that? Um. I mean, when Lawrence and I were dating, we were doing it outside of the club before we did more inside of the club. Um, I know my first actual swinger experience was inside of a hotel, um, which was kind of fun because Lawrence was kind of like our little ringleader. There was another couple who would come with us to join us. However, they were exact newbies like me. So it was three newbies and Lawrence who knew what he was doing. (laughs) So he was like the little puppeteer. My experiences have been more initially it was outside of a club. Like, and I know initially the very first experience was inside a club, but then after that, it was a lot of couples dates, like meeting on, on um, adult dating sites and then uh, meeting up with those people, having house parties, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and occasionally going to the club. I didn't really like going to the, the club. It, the it, it's club another that, club as well, just to put that out there. It's not our club. Yeah, this was before uh, OSS started. So, and that's part of the reason why, like, I started OSS with Jess was because I didn't really like the other venue, the, the main other, uh, the prominent swingers club in Sydney. I was like, this isn't great. This doesn't feel nice. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, couples dating, that kind of thing. Uh, but then mm-hmm. as suppose as the club, as the years have gone on with the owning the club and run, running the club, have more of a preference to come to <laughs> to the club to to meet people because so you also know everything's here for you like you've set it up to make sure that every scenario is ticked off for you yeah but even if i wasn't here like to say i was like traveling to melbourne or traveling to another city or where or not even in even in australia uh i would probably i would elect to go to a club rather than try and meet up with people it's just uh i don't know 
there's a lot of pressure sometimes just when you're meeting up with a, a couple are we going to like them are they going to look like mm-hmm. the photos are there is the the chemistry that we have uh via text or messaging going to translate to what it's like in person uh transitioning from like you know you're meeting at a bar to well whose room are we going to kind of thing uh well i just prefer the club where you say you can meet people whoever's there is there you talk to who you like the look of um and then just take it from there yeah no absolutely and i can see how it's just has that ease to it and like everybody's there for the same obviously like intentions generally obviously you can talk to them everybody you know, has their limits and things, but yeah, mm. I can imagine the environments. Um, yeah, I guess just what easier to work with, exciting, yeah. easy when you've got you know, fifty to hundred plus people in front of you to work out who you're attracted to <laughs> and take your yeah. pick. Selection higher. And if something doesn't work out with some uh, one person, you just kind of well, well, I can just move on. And you know, for you know, there there's different, like you said, different interest levels of how they want to participate. It's like, well, we're only going to be watching, or we're only, we're only playing with ourselves, or only the women play together or whatever whatever the people's rules are it's kind of like well that's not for us we're going to move on and we'll talk to someone else or you can if you want to watch you can watch but that's yeah we'll we'll be over here you over there (laughs) yeah absolutely for anybody who hasn't like attended a sex party before and they're listening like what can they expect um attending the club um so with oss um so we Um, have different themed nights every Friday and Saturday. Um, And then we have like specialty themes on a a Sunday. So similar to, like you said, an all girls party or a gangbang party, like we specialize the events for the Sundays. Um, When it comes to us, um, it's pretty much set up into three separate levels. Um, So you have your entry level where you come in, you get greeted by a host. Um, If it is your first time, we make sure that everyone for their first time gets a tour and they also get explained all the rules of the venue. Um, So like no phones past the door, Um, no means no, Um, ask before touching, Um, all the consensual things that we list. from there so basically you've got a ground floor which has all your mingling section um so you've got a pool table you've got the dance floor which is kind of where we're sitting in right now um and then you've got a bathroom just here downstairs is our red room or our dungeon space um so it's all light bdsm style um it's got a st andrew's cross it's got a spanking bench it's got an A-frame from memory and like a little shibari tying rope section. Um, and then upstairs is where all the action kind of happens. So you've got multiple playrooms, um, which are private if you choose to. So you can close the door and have a little intimate moment with your partner or couples or single. Um, and then you also have your lockers upstairs right next to the group or open playroom. So it's kind of set up to explore each and everyone's fantasy, however they choose to. Um, and obviously it's facilitated with all those safe sex products um, necessary to embark on your fantasy. Yeah, amazing. And I love that there's like all the different rooms that you can get like tap into <laughs> what you're into. Um, um, but yeah, that sounds like so much fun. So much fun. Um, I really want to attend one where they've got all the different things because the one I went to was only like a small event. So they only had like the one main playroom and it didn't yeah. have any of the, the fun extra stuff. Yeah, right. How many well, people were there? Uh, I think it was 80. Okay, that's that's still that's, a good amount. That's sizable. Yeah. 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 No, it definitely was. Um, and like that <laughs> playroom filled up very quickly. 
very quickly. Yeah. And especially um, with women, like once one woman has decided she wants to get in and start playing some action, everyone seems to follow whether they're a participant or not. It seems to like women are like a little gaggle. Is it a gaggle? Or is that what it's called? I don't think well, they, could, like, I don't know. I've never even heard that word. People are just attracted to watching sex. I like guess yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I do, like, I do find especially because like we host every three months, it's called Club V and it's a female only event. So female staffing, female DJ, female performances. Like I make sure that it's all female friendly. Um, And there's like a transition in the middle of the night where it's like people are dancing. Girls are more likely to dance more when there's less guys around. I don't know why. Like it's everyone still dances here anyway. It's just I find people dance a lot more. So we normally get a DJ. And then there is always this one instigating woman who always just goes, okay, I'm going upstairs to strip down to my lingerie and start playing. And then everyone's upstairs. And then my mm-hmm. whole ground floor is completely empty for the next like two hours. <laughs> it's amazing because it's like yeah. it's great that we can facilitate the space to have all these women just like run upstairs. But it's so interesting to see like the transition from having a really fun time boogieing, dancing to let's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, well- instantly. Yeah, 100%. The party I was at, we had like, they had this like random dome thing outside. So we're playing spin the bottle in there. But anyway, it was too slow. It was never landing on me. And I was like, fuck this. I've had enough. (laughs) So I went inside and nobody was playing yet. And I was just like, stop it. I'd never been to like a sex party before. I'd never been to one in the club. And I was like, I'm just going to start this. And then started actually with the DJ who just finished their set. And then (laughs) so we started. And then once that started, literally everybody, it was just all of a sudden there was just people everywhere. Um, Yeah which yeah it's funny it literally just takes one person to start it and then it's just all go yeah it's all go and then it's like water breaks every now and then but then it's pretty much like full on until the end yeah no absolutely um so I guess like what are the different types of themes that you guys have at at your club yeah um, so our most um, regular themes that we have are the newbie night, um, which we host every Friday and Saturday twice a month. Um, so we alternate them either a Friday in the first um, half or a Saturday in the second half. Um, we do a mask raid event because everyone loves a mask. Um, we do our neon event, so kind of glow in the dark, um, and we put our black lights on so you glow. Um lingerie delight because everyone deserves a reason to dress up in their lingerie um I feel like I'm missing one there's something little black dress little black dress and actually that's this weekend I should have known that um little black dress which seems to capture quite a lot of people because it's easy to dress in all black um and we do super like super parties so we call the they every something's like on a long weekend or excuse me every so often a biggest sort of uh, dress-up event where it's mandatory to have people come along uh, in in a theme costume. Uh, the most recent one we had was Halloween. Uh, previous to that, we did Spring Break, Angels, Angels and, and Demons. Demons. Yeah, Angels and Demons, which was an absolute killer. Like, I think we forget how easy, like some themes people just crave and Angel and Demons is that theme. Like somebody wants to be the devil, somebody wants to be the like, angel it's amazing yeah and then it's a good it's a good thing to for especially for couples to come along right because they can work off each other one can be the angel one can be the demon they can be two angels they can be two demons that kind of stuff Mm. do you find that you get mostly couples or is there like a lot of singles in there as well 
it's mostly couples. It's probably 90% couples, and then the rest is made up of singles. So uh, the ratio is balanced for the most part, if not a slightly few more uh, women in the club on any given night. But we generally have more couples. So we normally have about 80% couples and 20% is singles. No, you don't think so? I just said 90%. That's fine. Because oh, <laughs> we just upped all the single girls. We yeah. started getting so many single women who wanted to attend that we just kept selling out single females so quickly. Yeah. So it was like we had to change that. Yeah. But that was yeah. recent. We've only done that in the past like three events just because yeah. we used to have a wait list longer of single females than we did of couples. Yeah. Right. Do you think there's a reason why you're seeing more like single women wanting to attend these events? I'm thinking it's because we offer such a safe and consensual place. And also because, I mean, we advocate the fact that even if you do come as a single, you're equally going to have as much fun as if you came as a couple. And I also find a lot of the couples are now bringing single partners or single friends, even if it's like, you know, this is my best friend. I'm bringing her with me, my boyfriend. We're not going to play together, but I'm kind of like a wing woman. There's a lot of like truffles coming through. Um, I think it's becoming a lot more acceptable to just, even if it's like your friend, just to come with friends um, and explore together, whether you just do it platonically or sexually. So mm-hmm. I think it's because of that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know 100% why, like, you know, there could be heaps of different reasons. I think, mm. you know, we do, we make a lot of effort to make sure that we put the message out there that it is a safe space, especially for women. Uh, because, you know, I think a, there is a, I don't know if it's a stigma or there's a sort of a, a preconceived notion that anything in the adult industry is like run by men for men. Um, like, you know, sex worker agencies or brothels or things like that um and then even to an extent swingers clubs before and that's how it kind of felt uh with other other clubs that we've been to whereas obviously as you can see jess is <laughs> jess is involved in in the day-to-day running of the club so i guess that translates uh, other women pick up on that where they they see jess as as one of the faces of the business uh the way she sort of uh expresses herself through all the communication that we have, whether it be, you know, on the website or on our social media or like this on a podcast, it gets heard by other women. So they, there's that that inclination to be more open to the idea because there's a woman in charge as well. It's not just, you know, me or or or, or another guy or whatever it is. It's sort of uh it's it's validated just by the fact that she's there kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of women too are just getting more stepping into their sexuality more and owning it and like um, wanting to explore things. And Mm. yeah, and I suppose once you do know that like you can attend these parties single or go with friends if you've got a good, you know, good friendship group around you, um, it's yeah, obviously like exciting. It's you're more inclined to do those things. Like I always thought that like, you know, before I learn more about the industry like parties were just for like the like swinging couples mm-hmm. um also like older couples too I don't know I just had this idea that everyone would be like 30 plus like 
And then I, once I finally That's like started, started, <laughs> he just turned thirty. Thank you very much. Twenty <laughs> 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 still. Okay. <laughs> <My Botox. laughs> no, I, I had the exact same misconception. So, like my one of my biggest concerns because when I was twenty, twenty one, when I got into this, my misconception was everyone's going to be kind of like the keys in the bowl. They're going to be, it's going to feel like I'm going to fuck my dad. Like it's really like old school. And I was like, oh, I don't really want this. And then it's Emily interrupting here with an important announcement from Bush. As we know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales are well and truly happening at the moment. And Bush is having their biggest sale of the year with between 30 and 50% off their products. Plus for a limited time only, that's orgasmic listeners get an extra 10% off on top of the sale price with the code that's orgasmic40 for couples play items only. Whether you're treating yourself to a new vibe or getting your holiday gifting sorted early, now is the perfect time to do so. It's also the perfect opportunity to try out their newest couples toy range with the 40% off if you use our code. Head to www.vushstimulation.com and don't forget to use the code THATSORGASMIC40 to claim your extra 10% off sale at checkout. The discount code can also be found in the show notes, but for now, let's get back to the episode. Once Lawrence introduced me a bit more into it and we, we did some exploring on the adult dating sites together, I saw there was a lot of people exactly in the same boat as me where they're they all thought it was going to be older people, but there is a group for everyone. So, you know, the older couples are there, you've got your middle-aged couples and then you've got your younger couples. Like everyone's across it all. And we find, especially now owning the club and having such a big space, age has never really been an issue anymore because when you come here, the one thing that we always tell people if they're a bit nervous, like come um, with a good attitude and your night will be turned around to a good good event. Um, So regardless whether you're 20, 21 or you're 40 or you're 50, people all interact with each other because at the end of the day, everyone's kind of stripped down to the basic and starting from fresh because they're all equally nervous to come into such environment. And so they have something they can connect on and it's not like stopped or hindered because of their age, which is handy. Yeah, so, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very helpful because I have a 16-year age gap with my partner. I, I don't know what your age gap is. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think um, we've had feedback about people saying both ways. They want age-specific parties and other people say, we love that you don't do age-specific parties. So mm. we've made a conscious decision to not do age-specific parties. It's just sort of, as you just said, the club is big enough and we have enough people in here that uh, – you will find people in your age group uh, on any given night. Granted, sometimes it's like it can the ratios can can vary. Uh, so on, you know, like last weekend's party, it's the same. Mostly people in their twenties and thirties, and then the the rest were made up of people in their forties and fifties. And then sometimes it's the other way around. But generally speaking, you're going to find other people that are in your age demographic. Uh, and then, so because there's also this. Uh, feedback that we get sometimes where people like I like talking to people in different age groups because that's who I'm interested in mm-hmm. and if we did put up that barrier and they just sort of miss out on that that's sort of uh, talking to those people so it's kind of one of these things as it's like you're all adults you can work out what you like if you don't like a certain situation as in uh, the people that you talk if, if age is actually that big of a deal if you just 
don't talk to those people just ignore them or avoid them uh having that time just to uh, having the sort of the 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 maturity to just say that's not for me i'm just going to be over here doing my own thing uh, you do you kind of thing is is kind of the the philosophy that we're trying to sort of uh propagate through the club yeah absolutely and i feel like just because you know even if you do talk to somebody it does not mean you have to have sex with somebody like literally you can just chat newbie talk that we we yeah. give so on newbie nights jess and i do an intro chat uh at the at the start of the night just to give people a sort of a a quick sort of ideas okay. on how to one and how to sort of think about their night and what they could do to make it the best experiences they can and one of those points is talk to as many people as you can because just because you're talking to them doesn't mean you're going to have to fuck them sorry mm -hmm. can we curse on this podcast uh, yeah of course <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. yeah so people think that like oh well if i talk to this person that means i'm just going to have to like take off my clothes and you know start fucking them say so, no <laughs> it's it's going to be a better night for you if you talk to as many people as you can becoming more social and then you know, you don't get so hung up on like, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just going to sit here in the corner because I'm embarrassed and shy. But it's also good as well, because even if you're chatting to somebody and you don't sexually find them attractive, you might learn a tip or two. Like there's definitely couples and Lawrence has a really good way of saying it where it's like the the pants on friend, the pants off friend, and then oh, I, underpants. underpants friend. So it's sort of like there's a different levels of what type of friends that you have and regardless of all you, you treat them with all the exact same respect and you have the best conversations with all of them but they're just different levels of how you interact with them sexually or not sexually yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah but it's, it's good because it, it there's a lot of people like I love coming to the club sometimes and it's like I see regulars who I haven't seen for a couple months and I just sit down and have like a nice gas bagging conversation with them because it's like I haven't seen them for a while I want to know and check in on them yeah they may not be couples that I go upstairs and play with but you know, they're still considered friends of mine. So when they come in, I'm like, oh my God, I haven't seen you for so long. Please tell me about your life. So it's nice to have all spectrums here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I found too, like through my like first club experience, it was one of the first moments where I actually really found like, I, I guess my autonomy when it comes to consent, if that makes sense. Like everybody was so vocal and saying like, is this okay? Is this okay? And I did find myself getting frisky with somebody then being like, actually, this was nice, but I'm not really vibing this anymore. I'm going to go play, play elsewhere. Um, and I, I don't know if it was just the setting or because, you know, we're all there for kind of similar things that it felt easier to like communicate. So I just, it was one of those just like, kind of like, I guess, pivotal moments that I remember in my span yeah. of sexual experiences where it was like it almost built my confidence if that makes sense to actually be like no I can you know have my boundaries and whatever and not have to be scared about like somebody being offended or something yeah. like that yeah that's where I we found a lot of people have a similar experience to use where the the consent talk on first blush sounds like that, that sounds awkward kind of thing you know that's like May I touch your touch you here? May I go down on you? Um, I'd like to fuck you with whatever apparatus, either attached <laughs> or not attached to me. Um, uh, that kind of conversation, whereas people go, oh, that sounds weird, but it's just like once you start having that, and the the Open consent dialogue. is yeah, and consent is fr freely flown and given, and or not, as in, but at least you know it's honest in that in that sense. It's like you're not sort of sitting there going, I wonder if this is okay uh you know 
consent is sexy. Is yeah, consent. <laughs> I was I was going to yeah, I was trying to go down another point, but yes, consent is sexy when it's like that, and then people have this awakening. So it's like you know what, that's really good. It's a really fun way to um, have a play session because I know everything that we're doing is on board and okay. But it's also fun as well, like, because sometimes it heightens the moment as well. Like I know when some people are like, oh, can I give you a massage? And I'm like, yes, please. And then then it kind of translate and they're like, oh, do you mind if I touch down your lower back or is it okay if I touch your ass? And I'm like, I love that they're asking because it makes me then even ease 10 times more into the massage and actually experience what's happening to me. But like, it's like you said before as well, where, you know, there's moments where you're like, oh, actually I'm not vibing this anymore. And having that pull back very quickly and just being like, oh, actually I want to stop. Nobody like chucks a hissy fit. Nobody goes, oh my God, how, how dare you do? You've ruined everything. It's like, everyone's like, no problem. You do you, whatever makes you feel comfortable, which is really good about this lifestyle. It makes everyone, I guess, Better humans. <laughs> I'm going to call all lifestyles better humans. We're all better humans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, 100%. And I just, yeah, it was just one of those moments where I was like, this is so different to like a casual hookup off Tinder or something. Like, mm-hmm. especially having sex with men as well. I just hadn't had that same experience of really being vocal and it being sexy and it yeah. being something that like added to it and didn't feel like this awkward or oh, oh, can, can I do this or like this like ruining the moment type thing it just yeah. flowed and it was just so good to finally like have an experience and like have an example of like okay like this is how I can implement it into my other sexual experiences as well um yeah. especially because like it's not something you're just really taught like this is the best way to like do it <laughs> like I feel like all the the ways that they try and talk about consent doesn't necessarily give you the tools to actually do it in the moment as well if that makes sense like yeah yeah the ways you can ask the phrasing you can use like as in what you can and what's what you can use rather than what sounds good or is exciting to use the the language that you have like Um, yeah yeah that's something that like sex ed classes in school really should teach but they don't uh it's you know with that that's a whole other topic that's a that's a whole podcast in itself Mm. Uh, about the, the public education system and sex ed. Anyway, Did sorry. <laughs> I didn't actually ever learn sex ed in high school. Like I, ne- I never had. So I went to an all girls school. I went to bold girls. You didn't get the condom on the I banana. No, this is the thing. Nothing. Everyone like talks about all these stories and stuff. I never ever had Maybe one sexual. Sick that day. No, no, no. Never had one sexual health class. Not once. In PE, they taught us not to wear tights because you get thrush, and that was it. That was, that was it. The only <laughs> sexual health thing I got told. I never learned about sexual testing. Um, the only reason I knew anything more about sexual health was because I was a dancer at the time, and girls being dancers, they're very vocal about, oh, my vagina is this, and, oh, you know, it's going up my cooch or this, and, like, we were very <laughs> vocal as ballerinas. So I learned about all my sexual health stuff through older ballerinas, but in high school, I learned nothing. I got no sexual health class. Like, mm. I remember Healthy Harold about my teeth in primary school, but that was the only, like, external sexual health or health style class. Like, yeah, you don't want to learn how to give a deep-throwing blowjob from a fucking giraffe. They're going to no. you. <laughs> like, can you imagine Healthy Harold be like, gone. Like, oh, He's got the neck for it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw somebody, um, it was on Instagram, who dressed up as Healthy Harold, but a sexy Healthy Harold. And I was like, kind of digging this. It was some chick that I follow and she's a stripper um, in the US. 
Yeah. And she dressed up as like a giraffe, but it must have been the Healthy Harold costume. She also just ordered it. And oh, I was she's like, She's from the US. She doesn't have Healthy Harold. No, but so. it looked like Healthy Harold. And I was like, Yeah, I'm digging. Wait, this. do you have Healthy Harold down in Victoria? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Come up in the van. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, get in the van. Talk get to in a the giraffe. Van. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> it was so good when you saw that 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 trailer turn up on the day like yes sometime this week we're gonna have like a free period of healthy harold telling us stuff don't drink vodka kids <laughs> and yet to brush his big teeth with yeah. the toothbrush yeah yeah see i don't know i wish i had a sex ed class like i, I really do i just don't think my school like i don't know equipped it themselves for yeah. it we were very was good it a religious it. school no, no, no. Oh, no. see, so I was picturing like when you school. said like girls, I'm like, it's got to be like a Catholic school, and they're just no, like, no, it was a um, our school motto was if sluts could fly, bold girls would be in an airport. Yeah, you know, just told everyone where you went to school. <laughs> <laughs> right. Back to the consent thing, though. Um, have you heard? <laughs> what, you don't like my slut story? <laughs> Look, I had a really cool uniform. Uh, <laughs> they make it sound like it's a bad thing. Sluts are great. I love sluts, sluts oh, are the best. No. We were sexually active. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the consent thing. Have you, uh, the, we teach, and I learned this from uh, friends of ours, Bradford and Angela, about how to think of and break down uh, consent is uh, an acronym called FRIES, as in like French fries. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. And that's a way that we introduce the, uh, the way of how to approach, the approach consent in the club in a real-time setting uh with with our with our guests so i guess there's and then you can break it down into a little things of the language that you can use exactly and we try and give as many examples about that as well it's just like you know if i would love to xyz you know is a is a is a, is a way of saying instead of may i touch your breast you know, it's just, it's just like, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to feel your boobs or something, you know, something along those lines, like put a bit of emotion, emotive language into it rather than just sort of clinical. Yeah. Instead of just being like, mm. can I touch it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's, and it's also, it feels more appropriate as well in a, such a like intimate setting to have more emotion behind it. Um, yeah, because like in a like a, a gen a general massage. So like when I, my physio when I go see him, he's like, "Oh, do you mind if like I touch this part of your shoulder? It's close to where it's going to be sore." So it's a lot more like transitional or tra- not transitional tra- transactional transactional. Thank you. Um, whereas like in the club, if somebody's like touching my shoulder, they're more like, "Oh, do you mind if I go down? Like, I really I would really like to like rub down your side or something." <laughs> Do you okay. mind if I go lower? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Deep, lower voice. Yeah. And I suppose also it's just like practice, getting used to how what sounds good to you and how it how how it flows for you. And like mm. it's probably different with every with different partners as well and like what the vibe is with that person and mm. um but yeah, hundred percent just practice, especially if you haven't you know, it hasn't been a part of like it hasn't been very vocalized in your sex before, just getting getting used to it because it might feel awkward at first but like very quickly once you get used to it and the person doesn't respond to you like oh why are you asking me that yeah you're like yeah get used to it yeah yeah that can be the other thing the receiver not taking it well yeah no 100 yeah it's kind of like like, what you just you just gotta you know it's almost like do it with experience 
and it can work, right? You know, it's sort of there's there's body language and nonverbal cues of 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 interest, and I suppose consent, right? It can, it, it, you know, that I don't want to say that's not a thing, but it's just like it's obviously, especially in a club setting like this, it's just far safer and far easier just to get a verbal yes or no, and you know exactly where you stand, um, rather than just say I just kind of. Assumed. They wanted it because they looked at me this way. Ooh, ooh, careful. (laughs) (laughs) They gave me a wink. There was something in my eye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I would love to know, like, your, like, favorite sex party experiences. Um, So, like, Lawrence, if you want to go first, like, what's been, like, your favorite experience you've had um, and why? Mm. I know mine if you want me to go first. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's actually the eight girl orgy that I had. Um, because I'm going to put myself as my experience and it was amazing. Um, so it was at an all girls party and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of friends had come. And it was the first time I'd kind of explored solely with women. Um, like I'd been to the events before and normally there'd be a guy or something interactional with me. Um, however, this was solely female. So it was eight women in one room, all consensual to everything. And was like a whole bunch of different things were happening. So there was like a strap on, there was a one vibrator, there was, um, a double ended dildo, like everything was just getting passed around everything was fluid everything was fun and that was probably the most memorable orgy I've had but you know how can you forget eight women (laughs) no that sounds amazing (laughs) yeah it's very hard to forget that one what about you there's so many just think think of a recent one I'd be like (laughs) (laughs) you can't laugh and not tell us what you were just thinking that's not fair now we just want to know what you're talking about um Come on, you've got to have one. Uh, oh, you know, it was as it, it was a good memory as uh, uh, my thirty third birthday. Remember that that birthday that you put on at the house, um, the burlesque style one, where we had to we made yeah we, dress we hired up. an Airbnb house and then yeah we all dressed up and invited some. It was pretty snazzy, actually. I, yeah, just people that we obviously all knew and liked and knew that were well, they, they knew the deal. What, we, what the what the because so Lawrence has this thing where he just doesn't switch off sometimes when he's in the club. And so he just, even if it's his night off, he'll automatically go into work mode. So mm-hmm. I needed to take him away from the venue, but I also wanted to have him still experience like a swinger lifestyle party. So we hired an Airbnb. There was like 35 of us um, all squished into this like three bedroom. It was, it was actually quite a big place. So it was fine. Um, we had like a burlesque show um, and I got everyone to dress up in burlesque style or like old school um, suits and ties and stuff. And then after the burlesque show, as always, no matter where you are, what venue are, everyone strips down into their underwear or lingerie. So that's kind of when the party kicked off a bit, which was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds like so much fun. And like theme nights are just always the best theme parties. Oh Everybody gets things. into it. Um, for any like, if the like male listeners who are listening, are you able to talk a bit about your experience, Lawrence, just like in a club, if they're like, have never been in a club before because I feel like a lot of the information out there is probably geared a bit more towards women. Mm. For the guys, I would suggest do as much 
research as you can before you arrive to the club or even before you even make contact with the club. Uh, one of my one of my gripes is guys who just come up, yeah, I want to know everything. It's just like, to, you know, ringing on the phone. It's just like, mate, there's so much. We're going to be here. Like, we're here on a podcast. You know, we've been talking for, you know, somewhat like 45 minutes or so. It's There's a lot to go over. I don't have time to have this conversation a dozen times a day with everyone that calls the phone. Um, it's about educating yourself. And education is obviously the best, the most empowering tool you can have. Uh, figuring out how to talk, I'm sorry, rather figuring out what kind of social situation this is. And it's not just a free for all. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people think that like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm coming into a sex club. I'm just going to get sex. There's no guarantee and there's no certainty. You might, you might find people that you like, but they've got to like you back. They're not, they're not here just to entertain you. They're also here on their own journey. Uh, I think appreciating that a lot of the time you might be, it sounds harsh, but you being as a single guy coming to the club, you might just be a sort of a, a means for a fantasy fulfillment for, for couples, especially uh, because, you know, they've got their own dynamic and they might be coming in and it's, it's, Sometimes I feel awkward saying that because it's just like, obviously you as a single guy, you're a person too, and you've got your own thoughts and, and desires and, you know, you want your own agency in the club. But that's, that's how some, that is kind of, kind of the reality a lot of the times. Uh, maybe taking sort of a, it's a fine line of taking a step back, but also being present enough to be approachable or do some approaching yourself, but not being pushy. Mm -hmm. It's it's so many. There's so much like to dig into it. I know we um, originally did podcasts with a single guy, um, just talking about like his experience being a single and you know what he's learned. Um, and I, from memory, that podcast went for like an hour and a half because there was just so much to talk about and just also experiences and how he handled them. Yeah. Um, because there's no right or wrong. Oh, there's of, some definitely wrong ways to do things. Oh, I was say, there's no right wrong way that we can say, like, this is exactly how you have to do it. Like, it's just, there's so many different paths. It's kind of like, if you take this path, then you have to do this. And if you do that, then you have to do this. But it's kind of like you've got to journey um, yourself into actually understanding what your role is as a single first and then what your presence might bring into the club and then how to handle that appropriately. A lot of mentality questions like you know we get people who apply to single guys to the club and you can just tell by the, the language they're using that it's just like this is all about them they have almost zero consideration for anyone else or what their experiences may be uh so that is something that we're looking for and you know i think everyone should have regardless if you're a single guy single woman or a couple like you should be considering other people's uh journeys and, and perspectives as well I think when you're here, so you you turn up to the club. I, I imagine you would be a little bit nervous. It can be hard. It's it's this like I said, and then the fine line of like making sure you can go out to, to people, say hello, talk to them without any pressure or expectation from them mm. or even yourself, and just see what happens. Guide the conversation. There's no harm in guiding the conversation into a sexual nature because that's, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine and acceptable, but it's about, you know, it's kind of like trying to teach someone how to be like socially nuanced. It's like, mm. it's like there's mm. so much to do. There's so much to say, 
uh, just going up to say, hey, you want to fuck is not, not ideal. Walking up to them with your pants off masturbating, also not ideal. Um, and it does happen in the orgy room. Actually, I had to ask someone to leave the other day doing that. It's just like, hey, man, that's not an introduction. <laughs> it's like time to go. Um, but and then, but that brings me to the point of when you are in an, in an open play space like the orgy room and how do you sort of, you know, some people like just that, uh, what's the word? Um, when you don't know people. Yeah, spontaneous. Um, uh, uh, like the consent on consent? No, 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 no. no. Um, God, I can't think now. You know what? There's a word I can feel like I'm grabbing it. I can't, just can't, <laughs> I can't reach it. Anonymity. It's just say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. I think you're hot. You think I'm hot. Let's fuck. And that's kind of the end of it. I like that, the bar fantasy where you walk up, you don't say anything. You just fuck in the store. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's a thing. And it happens. Right. But it's also, how do you manage that against, again, not being creepy, not just like standing too close. Uh, I, I tell people just in an open play space too close without um, someone's permission, I would say is within arm reach. If they can reach out and touch you, uh, and they don't know that you're there or they haven't said it's okay for you to be standing there or sitting there or lying there or whatever, you're too close. Yeah. Uh, so it's... Being aware of your surroundings. Hey, you can be polite and say, hey, this is hot. Do you mind if I join? So you give them the option to say yes or no, like that might be their fantasy if they're looking at you. If, you, if you're kind of getting some kind of interaction with them initially, uh, hey, this is hot. Do you mind if I stand here and watch? I encourage people to do that because even though you're not touching them, there's that whole like I said, personal space and boundaries. It's not, it's consent doesn't just necessarily mean actual physical contact in my, in my book. It's kind of like that, you know, when you're in school and it's just like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you, but you're like an inch from their face. It's mm-hmm. like, you're in my personal space zone. You're bothering me. Kind Were you of the thing. kid that did that? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So in an open play space, that's super important to be aware of. Um, know your limits I, I guess as a as a especially you, as a, finish. you don't have to feel like you have to keep talking no i'm i'm because i'm because yeah, i know I you have so much I like can, i yeah. can see lawrence's brain like ticking over and i can see him like trying so hard to collate it all down into a shorter <laughs> sentence and he's like um whole <laughs> <laughs> thing is like i can feel him just like trying to have the best description <laughs> but there's like you said there's so much to go through and it's and it even relates back to being a guy in a couple as well like being appropriate as a guy in a couple also translate to being a single guy in the club because sometimes su- like you just have to follow the same guidelines i suppose to to distill it down into a sentence my best advice and for new newcomers for is Wait to be invited, but be invitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that makes sense. That's really a really great that, way to put that's it. That's a good quickie. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. High five. <laughs> no, that's yeah, really good. You got there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just haven't had heard many conversations, I guess, about single men being in the club. I've had the single women, I've had the couples, but not really the single men. And I can imagine for those who might want to explore that fantasy, it could be intimidating um, mm-hmm. going into that space and not wanting to be creepy or anything like by being that, that single guy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, now I ask all of my guests the question, what is something that's orgasmic to you? So <laughs> I would love to know what's something that is orgasmic um, to you both. I so when somebody whispers in my ear during sex that makes me orgasm 
I don't know because I think it's like the breath on your neck and then it's kind of like you can feel their lips. And whether it's a guy or a girl, like it's always just kind of brings those tingles and goosebumps. And then I think because my body is already having that, I automatically go, yep, we're going to orgasm. It's going to be great. Amazing. For (laughs) me, it is strong eye contact, smiling and a surety of what the other person wants. So, for example, she's saying, I want you to fuck me like this and quite instructional. It's like, yes, okay, that is, and I find that, I find that orgasmic. Amazing. I love yeah. them. All right, <laughs> so where can the shaggers find, I guess, like the club, social media links, all of that? Yeah. Um, so if you're in Sydney, guys, come check us out. Um, all tickets are purchased online. So um, through our website, oursecretspot.com.au, um, you can check out the site itself, have a little um, 360 walkthrough of the club as well for those who aren't in Sydney right now. Um, and you can also check out our, most of our events up until the end of December. Um, yeah, we put them out a couple of months ahead. Of time, yeah, to give people generally. some preparation just yeah. because we know how busy everyone is. Um, the social media is all at our secret spot, and that's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tweet, tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have we talked about getting a Snapchat or no, we, no, we do no. it or, or a TikTok. We're not, we're not very technology humans yeah. um i don't even own a tiktok yeah. everyone always sends me videos on tiktok and i'm like i don't know how to access that yeah uh, or you can just email us at info at our secrets yeah phone us or phone us and bother us i'm on 0478131769 um one of us will have the phone you will either end up speaking to lawrence or me so that'll that'll be handy if you want to speak to us um over the phone <laughs> awesome no, well, thank you <laughs> you laugh, but we have actually had that before. Have you? They've been like, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, that is so gross. That it's is not like, alive. I have a rule now, when it's like Monday to like Thursday, if it's after like 10 p.m. and it's a no number, I'm like, I'm not picking that up because normally when it's no number, it's somebody creepy, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I try and answer everyone, but I've started uh, even on like so Friday, Saturday night for no number calls, like you know, and it's during our business hours, I just, I pick up the phone and say, call back on a listed number and hang up before they can say anything. Yeah, that's fair. Because I want it because you, oftentimes the private numbers, you get some. Some creepers. Strange conversations come out of <laughs> Yeah, no, I can, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on and talking about your club and your own experiences. It's, um, yeah, it's been such a great chat. Thanks, Thanks for Emily. having us on. It was really good. Very orgasmic. As always, Shaggers, please reach out with any comments, questions, or stories, either through my Instagram at That's Orgasmic or my email, emilyduncan at that'sorgasmic.com. Please subscribe on whatever platform you used to listen to this podcast and leave a review as I would love to know what you're thinking. So thank you, Shaggers, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>